As many of my audience knows, I spent a number of years working in emergency management. And the one thing I learned during that time is to make preparation for the things you can expect, but also be prepared for the unexpected. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. I wish I had a storm warning. I'm going to wish I had a sign. I'm going to wish I had a little heads up, a little leeway, a little more time. Some kind of radar system locked in on think for many of us, we lost sight of the damage that hurricanes can do. How many of you watched the TV or read about or heard about Hurricane Ida as it struck in the New Orleans area? Now, I can remember back in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina hit roughly in the same place with the same kind of intensity. We were told then to expect these ever monstrous storms on an annual basis to hit the United States. And then we went for what, over 10 years and nothing happened. We were told it would be due to man-made climate change. However, it doesn't negate the fact that hurricanes are a natural occurrence and they've been happening long before anybody ever sailed to the new land we call the United States. It's also a stark reminder of the power of nature and how oftentimes we we get complacent in being prepared for the things that can go wrong. Now, my wife and I, we have a home in Florida. We, We are Florida residents and we spend a good part of our time in Florida. And we understand the dangers of a hurricane. Our home is several miles inland, but still the winds and the rain can cause severe damage. And and thankfully, the home that we own would more than likely survive just fine the actual hurricane. It's those days after when the power is out, when there's no air conditioning and we become so dependent upon, well, public utilities, water supply, and a food supply that is considered, um, the term they use, supply chain ready. In other words, we go to the grocery store about the time the groceries we need are arriving. It's all called supply chain management. And we live our lives day to day dependent upon the supply chain and our utilities and the gasoline and the internet and all the things that go with it and and even, even our cell phones. A lot of people in the New Orleans area kept thinking, okay, here we go. We've got this big hurricane. I've got my cell phone. And how many were shocked to find out the cell phone doesn't work? The internet no longer is working. Your data is gone. You have no electricity. You have no way to contact anybody. There were even people selling fraudulently, hey, get this app. It makes your phone a walkie-talkie. Well, it does assuming that the cell system is still working, which it wasn't. Being prepared for an emergency, being prepared for the things that can happen, is something I want to talk about today, and we'll talk about it a little bit on and off for the next uh, week. A couple of weeks ago, I had a guest on the program, 
got a wonderful response for having Jim Calhoun. Now, now Jim is somebody that is a listener to the program. We got connected, started talking and communicating. And I realized he's learned how to be prepared in many ways most of us are not. In fact, Jim and his wife, they live off the grid. They make their own electricity and we've shared the story on how that happened and why it happened. It wasn't planned, but God has provided for him and his wife. They can make their own electricity. They take care of their own needs. They, they farm, they're in the great state of Nebraska. And I wanna bring Jim back to the program again today to talk a little bit more about getting off the grid, being less dependent upon the utilities that can fail us. It doesn't take a hurricane. It could take an EMP, it can take a lot of things. Are you ready for the storms of this life? Jim, I wanna welcome you back to the program again today. And you were on, I guess, about a week or so ago. How did you enjoy your time on Truth to Ponder? Well, I enjoyed it very much. It was a lot of fun and we got some good feedback. And so I'm, I really enjoyed it. When we talk about being prepared or living off the grid and, and of late my heart, because of the things that I'm seeing in the world. I mean, I, it seems not a week goes by and something weird happens, something strange happens. And you wonder, Lord, how much longer can we go on like this before something really breaks? Uh, how long could we go on? The, the hurricane earlier this week in New Orleans, these people are going to be without power for weeks, maybe three to six weeks. In some cases, it would not surprise me if it's longer, I mean, there's, there's quite a bit of work to do. And I think too many Americans today, unlike maybe our grandparents and even parents, we're unprepared. We don't have the resources. We're, we're so used to the supply chain economy where things get from market, you know, from to our market, from the farm or whatever the case may be in days. But any disruption like a hurricane, any disruption uh, like a terror attack, uh, or messing up with our fuel supply, it all can go downhill very quickly. When you, like I say, you started getting off the power grid, but what other things has the Lord laid on your heart in being prepared for the kind of world we're living in today? Well, I'm prepared in lots of different ways, and I want to make a quick little comment on what you said. Yes, it seems like every week, sometimes every day, every other day, something strange and i'm noticing something that bothers me quite a bit is the fact that a lot of people in our area they're just like got blinders on they're acting like there's mm -hmm. no problem anywhere there's nothing wrong that no one's doing anything special to get ready for anything and god's put it on my heart to for not only me to get ready but to help others Amen. get ready and so I sometimes wonder, well, am I seeing something that isn't there? Or are they not seeing what's right there? Are they not seeing the elephant in the room? Well, I, 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 don't, I believe, and I, as you and I talked about this before, and I mentioned it on the radio program just the other day, that I really believe that we're, we're coming into a time where evil is being doused with literally delusion. Right. And as a result, we're seeing things that are, you know, that, there are things that are actually there. That, that you're right, they're there. But those that are not in Christ, those that are, well, may think they're in Christ, they're not seeing it. 
because the world for them just goes on like it always did. Yeah, it's just like they're ostriches. They want their head and, and stuck in the sand, and they're 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 just happy. It's like okay, I I feel I feel really sorry for these people because most of them have no clue what's going to hit them. If if things come down the way they possibly could, these people are going to be in horrible trouble mm-hmm. because uh, the world has changed. Whether we want to admit it or not, the world of 2021 is not the world of 2018. No, it's not. And, Definitely not the world of 1998 or, or any other time. And I think that uh, with the different countries doing the different things, which uh, my opinion is it's all coming from a central central command, so, mm-hmm. so to speak, telling different countries to try different things. But it all comes down to tyranny, losing your rights, losing your ability to go buy groceries and so forth. Now, to answer your question, what I'm doing is that – I can produce my own biofuel as so to for cooking fuel that's natural gas. I can produce that. It's called a biodigester, and uh, I, I talk about that on my show. I've got a show about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I've learned how to make your own uh, wood gas to run vehicles, and that's really interesting that when you find – that things have been scrubbed from like Twitter and Facebook and right. censored. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's been censored for years is how to make your own fuel for your vehicles. And there's a large group of people that are doing it. Matter of fact, there used to be factories that you could buy them from the factory that they'd run on uh, wood gas. Hmm. And few people know this, but there was a whole division of Panzer tanks that Germany had in World War II that were run off of wood gas. Absolutely. And because they, they couldn't get any oil out of the Middle East. They were cut off, and they had exactly. to find alternative fuels. And there's a man in Alabama that uh, uh, he goes up and down the interstate all the time in Alabama at 80 miles an hour. Uh, and he hasn't had anything but biofuel or wood fuel in his pickups for about 22 years. Wow. And there's uh, there's a lot of information and there's a lot of plans. Matter of fact, FEMA came up with a plan for a gasifier. It's what's what's called what they're called, and uh, it's been approved upon. And there's all sorts of plans and there's even people making kits for them. So um, I'm I'm gonna build that. So I'm gonna be fueling my own vehicles that way. I can make my own heating and also uh, cooking gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heat with wood. I've got a running stream through the property. I've got ways to purify water. Uh, I'm an expert forager. I know what Mm -hmm. to look for out in the wild. Matter of fact, I was real excited. I found some things yesterday that uh, uh, I was out mowing a field of hay, and I I found a whole patch of some good stuff that you can make salves for, you know, different different things. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's... It's a mindset you have to get into. You know, we're also used to having everything automatic. You push a button and it happens, uh, or you go to a store and you just buy it. Mm-hmm. It's to where we don't even pay attention to what God has put all around us. And so, I would say that everyone needs to start with just opening their eyes, opening their mind, but also opening their eyes and seeing what's really there—the yes. good and the bad. You know, I I was thinking on the Tuesday program, for those that listened, which ended up, I realized as I started the program, and that it was the first anniversary of Truth to Ponder. We started on the 31st of August last year. And what a year it's been. I mean, I I really, I, I say this honestly, 
I didn't think the show was going to be needed much beyond three months. I thought that I was just going to be filling in the gaps as COVID would start to wind down and we got past the elections and maybe we'll get a time of respite. And I made my promise at that time that I would continue doing the radio program as long as there was a need. Now, I'm just one little voice. I'm not some big, monstrous ministry with 50 employees and a millions of dollars a year budget. Uh, this is just nickels and dimes buying shortwave airtime and running a podcast and praying for God to open up additional doors. And, and one thing that was on my mind during that program, and I'll just go ahead and remind people again, the Bible always uses this term in a lot of areas, and I, I think of it, you know, while we have time, let us do good under the household of faith. But the truth is, while we have time, and, and too many Christians are losing sight of the idea of what it means while we have time. It means time is running out. Uh, the ability to be on the Internet with a podcast and a website, its days are numbered. So you don't want to procrastinate in using those tools in front of you while they're there. Because someday they're going to evaporate one at a time. Uh, we saw what happened. I mentioned these sites like Parler and others, uh, Amazon web, web Service pulls the plug. Other tech tyrants, you know, take them off their Play Store, and all of a sudden they're dead in the water. And that's why I'm careful where I have placed this radio program's website. I've got more control. I don't worry about being deplatformed anytime soon. Where if I was on some other places, I'd be afraid every day. It's just the way it is. But yeah. I think, go ahead. Yeah, the world has, has changed. The, the tyranny is just amazingly uh, rampant out there. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe how many people are buying into the, they want to be little tin gods themselves and tyrants. Mm -hmm. And everywhere you go, you have tyrannical school boards, tyrannical judges, tyrannical policemen. You know, it's just, it's like there's tyranny in the in the air and people are, they're getting their little power trip. Exactly. And, and yeah, continue that that thought. Okay. Don't don't lose that okay. thought because there are a lot of judges. You're all right. There there are governors. There are mayors of big cities. And oh, yeah. there's something about having this power over somebody else. They can't let it go. And, and we we this is something we have to recognize that when somebody gets a hold of power given to them by evil, they don't want to let it go. No, they don't. And look at their eyes when, when you do, do a press conference and look how gleefully they say, you know, about these lockdowns and their their punitive mm -hmm. measures. They're, they're happy about it. But I wanted to say happy anniversary, happy one year anniversary to Truth to Ponder. Thank you. And, and I think that uh, your show is definitely has a lot of merit. A lot of information that's needed right now, and I think that uh, you're in the right place at the right time. I think God puts you right where He wants you. I appreciate and that. I think, I think there's an awful lot of people that listen to you that feel the same way. But it just seems to me that with all this tyranny going on, that people are still thinking it can't happen to me, it can't happen mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And I know that the listeners you have from Australia will definitely back this up. Oh, yeah. There are so many Australians right now that are screaming as loud as they can, wake up, America, wake up. I just watched a video from Australia 
waiting for the interview of a lady that was hoping that the trucker strike would actually come about in Australia, and apparently it did not, where she is from. And she is said she finally has come to the realization that the only place that she can go to is God, because she can't go to the Australian government, and she lost faith in the, the people of even waking up. And the people in Australia that are awake are trying to wake us up because they know that we're their best hope is if we wake up. And the more I tell people the small things, I'm not one of these guys that gets on a soapbox and uh, pushes my my opinions on people. But when I see an opening and it's appropriate, then I'll I'll make a comment. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many people don't know anything. They don't know anything about the the so-called vaccines. They they haven't heard that anyone's got sick from them. They've heard that they work just fine. It's you know like well everything's normal. What's well? See they they live their life on Facebook and you if you and I look I use Facebook because I kind of have to to keep up with the world. And anytime anybody writes anything that has the word vaccine, COVID nineteen, pandemic. There's always a little thing. Come to our vaccine information center. Don't you know that vaccines are safe and effective? And you, you know, get some today. They they don't let it go. They every every time you write something, these fascists that run the, the Ministry of Information called Zuckerberg's Facebook, they're 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 telling you what to think. And so you're right. You are right on the money. There are people that live their life without watching the news, and they get all their news off social media, maybe Instagram, maybe Twitter, depending on who they're following. And if you're following Rachel Maddow or if you're following Dr. Anthony Fauci, you think that the world and the pandemic will be over in no time when we get our second or fifth or what or ninth booster shot. That's when it's going to end. Well, I'm hearing now that they're saying that you're going to have to have a shot in some countries every five months or else they're going to take the vaccine passport and make you uh, make it not valid if you're not up to date with shots. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but I have seen... Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci's thinking about it. Yeah, I tell you, it's it's absolutely crazy. And, uh, well, it's demonic. It's it's Satan. It's uh, It's working towards the mark of the beast. It's... I, I think that uh, you're right that this may not be the great tribulation, but I think it might lead to it. And mm-hmm. I certainly know that I, from my own opinion and my own experience of observation, that there's an awful lot of people that have, are coming to the conclusion, the ones that have their eyes wide open that are seeing this, that the answer is God. Amen. And so they're turning, they're going to the right place. They're not going to government or or a person or a group, they're going to God. And that's what needs to happen all across the planet. And it is happening. Uh, this woman from Australia, I watched her video. That was her conclusion, is that she had to rely on God. She said she's always had faith in God, so that's where she had to put all of her mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. And that's where she should have had all of her faith all along anyway. But I think that we are seeing a separation between the sheep and the goats. Amen. And I think that the goats can't wait to to bleed out. I'm a goat. I'm a goat. And so you just if you just sit back and watch people and listen to them, uh, it doesn't take them very long before you can find out they're a goat. And you don't want to you don't want to follow them. Look, as pretty, far much, as, pretty much anything but, anything today on network television. I don't care if it's ABC, NBC, CBS. 
uh, in the entertainment, Disney, all of it. You know, these are nothing but goats that are bleeding out. You're correct. They oh, have yes. to, you know, what used to be Disney G-rated entertainment, you know, they are putting out some of the world's worst garbage and, and things that are contrary to what God would have his children and people do, and they do it with pride. And and, and that's what I've always, it is always amused me that the month of June was called Pride Month. They want to take pride in what God calls sin. And they won't let it go. And they beat you up with it. It's, it never ends. You know, you must accept. You you must agree or there's something wrong with you. And right this, once again, it's the delusion. You know, we the Christians are the crazy ones. Uh, the ones that are looking rationally are considered the crazy ones. We're seeing a train wreck. We see, we, we've got the message. Guess what? The trestle is out. And we're about to go off that that cliff. And, and so many people just don't want to see it. No, they, everything will be fine. Don't you know if we just get the vaccine, we can all go back to church? You've heard that one. If we oh, just yeah. if we just get the vaccine, we can we can go back out to the stores and, and not have to wear a face mask, and life will be the same. We can go down to our favorite tavern, and life will be just the way it was in 2019. And they're totally wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not coming back. It's not coming back. I'm really disappointed in the churches and the reason there's lots of reasons but the main reason i'm pointing that out right now is it used to be on the marquees of churches you'd see messages you know pray for america pray for our troops Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so forth and so on i have not seen a church that has anything but the the times of their worship service posted for well ever since the pandemic started yeah and i came from well, I, well I, I, someone shared with me a picture of a church, a Presbyterian church out in California, that said fully vaccinated people are welcome. They did have that on their sign. Oh, yeah. I, the, I tell you, the, the, the organized traditional uh, denominations, most of them have been just taken over by woke and by, uh, I, I don't know, a, a demonic, satanic spirit. I just... I, I couldn't recommend spirit, going to... Spirit of Antichrist. They have taken on the spirit of the world. Yeah, I just can't uh, recommend anyone go to that church that says vaccinated people are welcome. Uh, that's like, well, uh, goodbye. It should <laughs> I, be. It should yeah, be. I, yeah, the, the, the true church is going to emerge out of this, and it's going to be the remnant. It's going to be the people that truly have faith. Amen. And... Amen. The, While we have and, time, listen... This goes back to the message that God is just screaming at me, and I'm hearing it. You know, while we have time, use every avenue that is out there. Don't spare anything. Don't say you don't think you can't use the internet. Don't think you can't use Facebook or all. Use it while you can until it gets cut off, just like Saint Paul would have done, and, and any of the apostles. You use what you're given. And while we have time, we need to use it to get that word out because that day is coming and I, I see it coming and I'm an older guy and I, I see it probably happening well within my lifetime that these restrictions one by one, when the Department of Homeland Security considers anybody that challenges COVID directives, an enemy of the state, a potential terrorist, when they consider anybody that challenges the integrity of elections uh, being a, a threat to our society, and also anybody that celebrates religious holidays like Christmas, 
we are enemies of the state. I mean, th- this is the problem. But that makes me an enemy of the state for sure, triple. <laughs> Absolutely. And and this, this came out uh, not that many weeks ago. It was right there on NBC News, and I've got the, the screenshot. There they are showing... The you know the biggest four threats and it's us you know it's it's not it's not Islamic terrorism it's not the threat that's going to be coming out of Afghanistan now those are not the threats it are it's those that believe in the integrity of the United States that believe that God called this nation for a purpose in spite of our many mistakes uh, they they believe that people of faith. Are dangerous people that challenge the science of of Dr. Fauci are absolutely dangerous. Those that question election integrity, which we saw with our own eyes in Georgia, Wayne County, Michigan, and and in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we saw it with our own eyes. And they try oh. to tell us what we don't see. Oh, it's 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 amazing, and people actually believe what they're being told. They're not believing their own eyes. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the United States that was watching that election saw them quit. They stopped counting at the same time in all those different states. That's right. And everyone saw that. And it's like that's never happened before. Never. And they're like, well, okay, everything's everything's normal. No, it's not. Uh, it's just it's just odd how. It's all in plain sight, and some of this stuff is so plain to see that you think everyone would see it, but apparently just the people that are supposed to see it or that have had the scales lifted from their eyes. The, the insurrection that- did not happen on January the, the 6th, which is Epiphany Day. The insurrection occurred on November the 3rd. There's no doubt in my mind about it. That was the insurrection that day. Well-planned, well-orchestrated in five states— and there's enough evidence coming out, and we're told, you know, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Don't look at the evidence in front of your eyes. Listen, we've got to take a quick break here, coming to the bottom of the hour. And when I get back, I want to continue on a couple of thoughts on preparation and and how to get information, how to find information. On Tuesday, I told you, and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from people, and I'm talking to people, about how, how how can we use this time that God has given us without wasting it? I, I look at the website that I have for this program. It needs a lot of work. It really needs to be a news and information website with more than just when to find the program and the current episode. And I need others that will contribute uh, articles and news items that, that we can do so much more with the webpage that is easy to share. A lot of folk are not going to sit down and listen on shortwave to this radio program. Many people, because of their schedules or because they're not, their eyes aren't open yet, are not going to sit down and listen for more than five minutes of this program as a podcast. But on a web page where there's a number of stories, the headline, the picture, and the little button to read more, many people could come to a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, and a lot of current events from that website that you could share. And there are many people out there that I believe God has called to to write and produce and help in these projects. Truth to Ponder celebrated its first anniversary Tuesday. And I never thought the program would be here after a year. But what I feel today, when I when I started the program, I knew it would grow to a point, but I didn't think it would grow to the point that it has. But I, I really feel God's leading to go be prepared 
for the next phase of what this ministry is and can be. And, I, and I'm hoping that you feel the same way. Shortwave is going to be a very, very powerful voice when regular media is not available. Look at look at New, look at New Orleans. I mean, their rate, a lot of their radio stations are off. People are discovering they should have had a battery radio. A lot of people were thinking, oh, my cell phone will get me through. And their cell phones aren't working. Uh, we have lost our technology. The old style phone lines were more reliable and people are not realizing that we've become so dependent on a very thin grid. Uh, wait a minute, how did the 911 center go down? Because the internet went down. That's what runs everything in a 911 center. People don't get it. And I think we as a nation have become overly comfortable with our technology and we become less and less prepared. We have gotten used to the supply chain management being pretty good. And, you know, you just go to the grocery store and they magically have everything you need until something like this happens. And I think we're going to see a lot more of it in the future. That's why I have Jim Calhoun as my guest today. And when we come back, I'm going to be asking him just a few more questions. And, and hopefully you'll be hearing a lot from Jim through this radio program from the website because there's, there's a job to be done. And I want to do it. And I'm hoping that you'll support it. Uh, any way that you can, if you believe in this ministry and can support it uh, financially right now as you try to go to the next level. Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. We're in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia. Zip code is 30537. We'll take a break and we shall return with Jim Calhoun. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Cool as a bee. Coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy. Your Jewish connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. I want to talk about bees. In the Bible, bees are pretty cool. They make honey, which is a biblical delicacy. And there was even a great woman of God named after them, named basically she was called the bee. Her name was Deborah. You see, in Hebrew, the word for bee is Devorah, Deborah. Try it, Devorah, that's Hebrew. But bees are pretty cool. We can learn things from them. You see, the beehive can get hot in the summer, but bees have a way to keep the hive cool at a steady temperature. How? They got this incredible system. Some of the bees are like the air conditioning bees. They stand at strategic places. They start flapping their wings, beating their wings real fast until they cool down their brothers or their sisters, you know, as living fans. They keep the hive constant. What does this teach us as believers? This air conditioning bees. Well, you need to be cool too. Keep your brother cool in the Lord. It's our responsibility to keep each other cool. Your brother's getting into some uncool things. Well, your job is keep him cool. Your sister's getting all hot and bothered. Well, your job is keep her cool. You know, people are getting into a fight in the body. Well, cool things down. Be a peacemaker. Maintain the bond of unity. Stay cool in the Lord and keep your brother cool in the Lord. The well-being of the entire hive or the congregation is your responsibility too. Stay cool in the Lord and keep thy neighbor cool. 
Want more ask for the gospel of the honeybee? It's cool. Now, the free gift for you, which is also cool. The mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel. Better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's real. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. And Sapphire is your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victorious life in God. So how do you get these all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial one 800 Yeshua one. That's it. You will be blessed, my friend. But call now. That's one eight hundred Y E S H U A one. Now I invite you to minister with me in bringing the good news back to the people who gave it to you, Israel and the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents. You'll be blessed. You can reach the world. Just call one eight hundred Yeshua one. You'll do great things in the Great Commission. That's Y E S H U A one. How do you write me? Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy Box one 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 in Lodi. L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. And the zip is 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alechem, my friends. Stay cool in the peace of Messiah. Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. My guest today is Jim Calhoun. Now, Jim has been on the program before, and the first time you heard him on this program, he was sharing with you the very strange and unusual circumstances that forced him off the grid and how he has been able to survive without a local power company for the past decade and how Jim has also learned to be more self-sufficient in other other things. You know, back when my grandparents came along or great-grandparents came along, you know, grandma and her victory garden, so to speak, even in the early 1900s, late 1800s, that was their supply chain. They weren't as dependent upon the stores. Many small towns had a local butcher that dealt with local meat products. People learn how to can and put food aside to get through the winter. And we in the United States, we we buy appliances that are now computer run. Nothing like having a refrigerator that is connected to the internet. And when all these things fail, how are you going to feed yourself? When transportation goes down, we're going to see gasoline go up in price because of what happened in New Orleans and in the Gulf. But I think there'll be other disruptions as time goes by. Reading a story just the other day, a company called Cisco, one of the largest distributors of food to restaurants and and many other uh, businesses, is already warning about some short supply. They, they, They can't find people to work. Now, they would have you believe that everybody's sick in the hospital from the pandemic, even though many hospitals are actually not that full at all. There's something going on, and they're worrying about getting people to transport goods from the farms uh, to people's homes and to their communities. I've been reading reports, and I'm trying to verify them, that there are cases where farmers have been told to plow down and plow under their foods to get subsidy or lose subsidy. And I'm trying to confirm if those stories are in fact true. 
it wouldn't surprise me if they are, but we do know that there seems to be this labor crisis and shortage. Now, whether it was created by throwing money at people not to work remains yet to be seen. I want to welcome back my guest for this segment, Jim Calhoun. And we talked about, oh, two weeks ago about about how you have learned to live off the grid. And I want to want you to explain to your listeners that it's, you know, you're not living in primitive, you know, it's not like you're living in 1699, correct? Oh, absolutely. We're, like I tell people, my, my refrigerator is just as cold as your refrigerator. My internet works just as well as your internet. Uh, my lights are just as bright as your lights. Uh, the, it's, the only difference is, is that sometimes we don't have it 24 hours a day. If we have a heavy electric use day, let's say if I'm welding a lot or pumping a lot of water or using a lot of power tools and uh, table saws and that kind of thing, if I'm careless and use those into the twilight time, then, mm-hmm. oh, right around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, we'll lose our power until about 8 o'clock the next morning. Mm-hmm. And the secret to that is is that you always, in the back of your mind, watch the, the sun. The, you know, again, it's a mind, it's a headspace you have to That's get right. into. Uh, pick pick the times you have your heavy electricity use. It's not it's not as convenient as being hooked to the grid, but you're definitely not living like you're in the Stone Ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I tell people, this my segment of this uh, program is recorded totally off grid. I'm talking to the world off my solar power mm-hmm. and. Doing it just fine, and after I get done with this, we have cows we have to water, and we'll run water for a couple hours and get the cows watered. Mm-hmm. And so we we use electricity a lot. And if we were just had a, a small little household and just had some appliances and some lights, we'd be 24 hours mm-hmm. easily power. But since uh, I, I do weld and right, I do, you got a, you're running a farm. Yes, so I'm using a lot of electricity. I probably use more electricity than most people, uh, or most families, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think that there's a lot of myths that are put out there, probably from the power company themselves, about how awful it is to be off-grid. Right. But once you learn how to do it, uh, like I said the last program, I'll never go back on grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this the sense of freedom I have is, uh, and also the lack of a big power bill Amen. is really quite motivational. <laughs> well, well, Jim, you know one of the things, like I say, part of this ministry's work right now is helping people find information, and also I'm realizing resources. Where do you find this stuff? You, When you mentioned before, and it doesn't surprise me, when you mentioned and you made the statement, you know, you can't find this information on, on YouTube or Facebook or, or places of that nature anymore. It's almost like the Ministry of Truth is trying to keep you dependent upon government and, and quote, the system. And if you're not dependent upon the system, people go into fear. And the Bible says fear not. Maybe it's time. Maybe it is time that we as Christians say, you know something? Back in the times of Christ, when he, when he first, the apostles first went out to preach the good news of the gospel, it was to a hostile world. 
and in many places, people would give their life for their faith. Most Americans won't do that anymore. That That's asking too much. You know, it's bad enough that I can't go golfing on a Sunday, let alone, you know, you, you give my life for the faith. This is a, this has become an incredible problem in the world in which we live today. People are not as committed. Jesus, his church is an afterthought when it suits me, but it doesn't work that way. And, no, and it doesn't. We need an economy. We, we, the Christians back in the day, they looked after each other. And I, I always use the word, we don't need to live on a compound where there is some leader to that compound who becomes your guru. I mean, I don't, we don't need that. We need, we need Christians that can work together in community. That means we have our own places, our own particular talents, our own homes. But we find ways of gathering without, quote, disturbing the world around us to give worship and praise to our God, to serve him in spirit and truth, and to what the Christians did back in the day, look after each other's needs. I talked to a guy about eight months ago. And I need to get it back on the program. I think you'd like what he had to say. He made it a point. He said, you get an area where within a handful of miles, you have 30 Christian family units, 30 Christian family units that can find a way to get together that are like-minded. You will find your electrician. You will find your plumber. You'll find your computer genius. You'll find everything you need, generally speaking, when you have a community of 30 people to sustain yourself and get through the times that are coming. Now, how do we sustain ourselves when you were talking about for fuel? Everybody, you know, we're all so dependent upon the system. How's the best way for people that are stuck maybe in an urban area to become less dependent? Well, urban areas are going to be a special problem. Of course, they already know that. Uh, I wanted to address two things real quick that, you know, you can be concerned because I'm concerned that do not live in a spirit of fear. Uh, do not live your life in fear. You can live your life concerned, but not in fear. There's a big difference. And also this other guest you had that said about the 30 people, he's dead on right. It's basically bartering. If you barter your services, uh, you can get anything you need from about that group of people. I, I really wholeheartedly agree with that. Now, getting back to the urban uh, first of all, you can't just shoot from the hip like you can if you live out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere, you can experiment and try different things, and nobody's watching, mm -hmm. if, and you're not going to hurt anything. But in an urban area, you have to follow codes and rules, and you, all, you always have somebody watching, even if you think mm -hmm. there's nobody watching. There's, there's going to be someone filming. There's going to be someone watching. There's going to be a camera. There's going to be something in an urban area. All so. Right. The first thing that you'd want to do is secure your privacy and make sure that everything you're doing is legal to where you're not going to have any any problems. Uh, depending on what, what city and what state, uh, there are ways you can set up a, a little biodigester in, in your garage or your house or in an apartment to make enough fuel to cook on. Mm -hmm. But always remember that it is fuel. It's very volatile and it is flammable. So you have to do it correctly. You can't just decide you're going to do it one day and you have to study you have to learn how to do this and do it very safe and again do it under uh, lawful legal con conditions because you don't want to do things 
that are going to just compound your troubles, that's for sure. Now, if we have a total breakdown of society and there and it becomes anarchy, and then at that point, uh, no codes or anything going to be enforced anyway. And and at that point, uh, if you at least have a basic knowledge of, of how to do an emergency situation, biodigester, an emergency situation, uh, electricity and things like that, uh, then you could have that at least in the back of your mind where right. you have at least a plan. But if I lived in a city... I would start out with finding out about the solar panels and finding out, uh, first of all, if they if there's, you know, the code about how they're supposed to be installed and uh, the, the amount you can have. And I would set up a solar system in my house. And if you still have to stay connected to the power, let's say you're renting or something, that's another issue in itself of you know, the landlord would have to approve what you're doing. But there are ways to go off-grid in part of your house or just have a power station that you, let's say you run your refrigerator off of, mm-hmm. it's solar, or some other large appliance just to cut your bill down. And then also if everything goes out in the city and it's a total blackout, then you'll have your power, you'll have your power station in your house. And a lot of people in normal times would just buy a gasoline generator and I do believe in the gasoline or diesel generators because they work just fine. But the trouble is, is if we have big issues and there's people starving and people out of power for weeks, right? they're going to listen and hear a motor. And guess what? You're going to have some visitors you don't yep, want. Yep. They're going to come and say, hey, I need your power. And so I would recommend in an urban situation or a uh, if you live in a city, if you can get a small portable solar generator and those are quiet, they don't make any noise, nobody will know you'll have it. And if you have a place you could put it on a roof, uh, maybe you'd have to build a cage and lock it down. I don't know how that would work. But if you have a secure area uh, or if you just take it out and let it sit in the sun while, while you're out reading a book, sitting out beside it every two or three days and charge it up it, and it'll hold its charge the battery mm-hmm. in it will mm-hmm. hold its charge then you just bring it back in your house and uh, that way you can have power anytime you need it and not be having to mess with fuel because let's face it if we lose the power in a huge way no gas pumps are going to work no. there's not going to be and so relying on the traditional ways of fueling a generator go out the window That's now right. if you're if you're an urban situation or if you're in a rural situation and i've seen lots of these where they build small gasifiers to run generators to run power and if you have a good gasoline generator and you build a, a wood wood uh, gas burner or wood gas producing unit you hook it right to that you could run all your power basically for free because all you're using is just pieces of firewood mm-hmm. to make your electricity. And so there there are ways around, like I said in the last program, where there's a will, there's a way. That's right. And I can't stress enough, and you're talking about people with their time. This is the time right now to build your library of books. They're how-to books. Anything that you think you might have to be without, that you don't have a clue of how you're going to survive that, now is the time before you have to face it, is to get 
the right resources in your hands, put away in a, in a hard back, hardback or so just a, a book, not online, something you can pick up with your hands and yes. read. And illustrated would be better. Yep. There are books out there. There's lots of authors out there. There's lots of good books on foraging, lots of good books on on carpentry and, and producing your own power. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, yeah, kids today don't learn how to use tools like we did. They can't even read a clock. No. Uh, you know, I, I get it. And I'm not throwing off on kids. Don't get me wrong. It's the world that we've created for them. And, they, and there comes the problem. Real quick, before we start running out of time here, as I recall, you're doing a regular podcast these days, about what, once a week on average, maybe? Yeah, uh, I'm, trying to do it. It's, I'm trying to do it once a week. I'm still really busy with harvest right now. Oh, I understand. But and it, once, it, I get the, once I get done with harvest, I'd like to do it three times a week and then hopefully make it uh, every weekday. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm, I'm shooting towards that. All right, right now, if they want to find it, and I'm looking at it, there is a site called Spreaker, S P R E A. K-E-R, Spreaker. It's like speaker with an extra P in it, like, you know, uh, an extra R, Spreaker. Uh, Spreaker.com. Go to search and look for Living Off Grid Power and Information. Just type in Living Off Grid Power and Information, that phrase, and you will find Jim's podcast right there. And we're also airing it on Truth to Ponder Radio. And I'll have the uh, episode times up soon for those to find, and you can share it. We'll share those as well in the future, and we're 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 carrying it. Spreaker has it other places as well, and hopefully we'll find a way to get more of that information out. Anything else you want to add in the last uh, closing moments here? Yeah, I just want to say that I agree with you. The information needs to get out. I feel uh, God has led me to have not a panic, but very much an urgency to take the time that has to be taken mm-hmm. to get this information out. And I feel it really strong. I wake up every day. That's that's my first thought in the morning. My last thought at night is I need to, I need to get this information out. I'm going to be touching on lots of subjects with uh, making your own power, conserving power, uh, canning food, gardening, gardening. Uh, I'm going to try to look at every situation and think of the worst case scenario and how to get through it. I'm putting together a book called How to Survive Hard Times, and I hope to have that ready soon. And that would be a good resource uh, if I could get that out to a lot of people. Really what I'm trying to do is not be a uh, someone that's given you know bad news and just the, the sky is falling type thing. What I'm trying to do is give people hope that there is hope through Jesus Christ or hope through God. There's also hope through your own actions. If you use the time you have right now to prepare, at least mentally, a lot of this is going to be mental. As long as you keep your wits about you and use what God gave you, use the intelligence God gave you, chances are you're going to be just fine. And with a little bit of knowledge, all this this stuff in the background that might be foreign to you, like how to produce power, how to can food, you wonder, how can I survive? Well, then you'll know how. You don't have to ask ask yourself that question anymore because you'll have the information you need that if you need to do it, you can just go change your lifestyle, 
as you must do in a hard time in a hard situation, but at least you'll be able to make a good, solid plan that will fit your life. Jim, I want to thank you for taking the time to being on Truth to Ponder today. My guest has been Jim Calhoun from Nebraska. And as you've learned, he, he and his wife have learned to live off the grid. They're not dependent upon the power company for their electricity. They're not dependent upon a lot of places for a lot of things. And, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the program today, oftentimes we have become so dependent upon our modern day supply chain that we always seem to have gasoline, we always seem to have groceries, we always seem to have, have the internet and electricity and water until something happens. And, and we oftentimes are not prepared for doing without for one, two days, maybe a week, maybe as the people are learning in parts of Louisiana and Mississippi even longer, maybe weeks are we really ready for those kind of difficult times? And I, and I really believe, and I go back to, and I really thank God for opening up the door to open my eyes to have worked for a season in emergency management where I learned about dealing with natural disasters and what they started calling then man-made disasters or terror events. I think our nation is woefully unprepared our younger people today have never had to do without. They don't understand the world without the Internet. I want you to think about New Orleans just for a moment. It was 16 years ago to the day when Hurricane Ida hit. 16 years. So somebody, let's say, that is under the age of 25 really has no memory they have no memory at all of what it was like from their childhood when the hurricane hit the first time. They probably have long forgotten. Even those in their 30s that may have gone through it as a teenager, they have just learned to be dependent upon their cell phone and the world's goods around them without interruption. And it's going to be a difficult time for many. You know, Jesus shares a parable in the Bible, in, in Matthew chapter 25. And I just want to share a couple of things with you from that chapter. And this comes after St. Matthew had recorded so much of what Jesus talks about in the end times, being prepared for the end of times. But all the lessons learned in preparation really need to impact every bit of our life. We live in expectancy that, that our Lord could come at any time. That is, that is how a Christian should live. We may have all the time in the world, but we have to plan like he's coming this afternoon or tomorrow or tonight. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five were wise and five were foolish. The five that were foolish took their lamps, but didn't take any oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, and they slumbered and slept, when the virgins arose, 
the five foolish, their lamps had gone out. They were unprepared for when the bridegroom came. They went to go, they went to go get supplies. They went to go into town to get the oil. And while they were gone, the bridegroom came. They were unready for the times coming. And, and I really believe today with my heart, every bit of it, that many people that claim the name of Christ are totally unprepared for his coming, let alone the trials and tribulations that are yet to come in this world. And there's no doubt about it. This may not be the great tribulation, but man, it's going to be a really intense time. And if you don't believe it, then you have your head in the sand. If you know Jesus Christ and you are feeling the presence and power of his Holy Spirit, you can sense the time of his coming is closer every day. Look at the United States. Look where we have been. And so many that sit and watch MSNBC and the nonsense and they're too busy playing on their phones and, and playing games and what have you, they're not recognizing what is actually occurring right before their very eyes. I've been watching our gradual descent for quite a while, and it seems that, let me explain something, maybe you forgot this from high school, but when you throw something off the top of a very tall building, as it starts to go down, it gains speed faster and faster and faster. And that's what's happening right now. The speed is geometrically rising as we are headed toward a crash. God's people have got to start getting ready. Why do you think I feel this urge? It's not just me. I believe firmly, there's no doubt as I talk to people, other people are sensing the same thing. Other people are going to do their parts, whether it's going to be a video, whether they're going to be doing a podcast, whether they're just going to answer God's call to teach and preach. We've got to get the church ready. And I hope that everything that Jim shared with you today may be an encouragement. If you need to get a hold of Jim, just get a hold of me and I will pass on any message. You can just write my email is simple, bob at truth2ponder.com, bob at truth2ponder.com. And I'd be delighted to forward any of your emails to Jim. It'd just be a lot easier. And we'll share more, and he can share with you, as we did a few minutes ago, how to find his podcast. And you'll be hearing from Jim time to time. There's a lot going on in the background we're praying about. And so keep this program in prayer. Not even sure what tomorrow's program is going to bring. I just feel that the Lord is just taking each day one at a time as we present the program to you. Our mailing address, if you want to find out more about what we do, if you feel led of the Lord to help us financially as we go moving forward each and every day, we're in Georgia at 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's our secure box, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. And we are in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, little tiny town up in the mountains, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. That's 30537. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. 
Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.